Well, hello. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. Awesome. Well, we're live. Oh my goodness. We are finally doing Game Over Winnipeg. It's crazy, hey? It's crazy. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Liz, and I'm joined by Brady. We are starting the show maybe a bit later to the party than usual, but you know what? Here we are. We're happy to be starting Game Over Winnipeg, and I guess we got a game to talk about, hey? Hell yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, you can hear me now, right? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Okay, perfect. Sorry. It just randomly changed my microphone. Uh, yeah, we do have a game to talk about. Um, before uh, before we do that, I guess we should we should chat about ourselves really quickly uh, and introduce ourselves. Um, so yeah, as Liz said, I'm I'm Brady. Uh, I'll be I'll be one of the hosts for uh, Game Over Winnipeg here. Um, as far as hockey goes, I'm uh, I've kind of lived uh, my entire life playing hockey, watching hockey. Big hockey fan, as you can see behind me. Uh, so it's a uh, it's a fantastic opportunity to get to chat about the Jets all the time, which I do all the time anyways so uh should be a lot of fun i can't wait to to get this going your list yourself yeah so i am also a big winnipeg jets fan like brady you know we both kind of have a similar background of before the jets we liked hockey there wasn't an nhl team who do we cheer for we like the moose we like this random nhl team for some random affiliated reason and then you just kind of the jets come back and you're like oh i'm i'm not gonna become a jets fan i've got my team and here we are on the dark <laughs> side many years later and was it the right call? Well, who knows, but here we are, and uh, we've both known each other for a couple years now. We actually met through Twitter, through hockey stuff, so it's great that we're going to be able to, to do this together. We're really excited for the season ahead. Uh, like Brady said, we love talking about the Jets. Like People have <laughs> to tell me to stop sometimes. Like It's definitely a big personality trait of both of ours, so we're really pumped to be able to do this with you guys. Heck yeah. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. Yeah, uh, what are we so, going to ch- what are we going to chat about today, Liz? Well, before we get started, I want to do a quick ad read. So we have amazing partners over at Sports Interaction. So want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book. Football continues, basketball is back, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live, in play, or on one of the many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. So very fortunate to work with our friends over at Sports Interaction. They help make this show possible. So let's get it started. Let's go. Um, ooh, what to talk about today. I mean, I, in regards to the game, the biggest thing, uh, <laughs> the biggest takeaway is, man, Kyle Connor is back. Uh, wow, what a performance by him. I was, uh, you know, the start of the game was kind of tough, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, kind of? And, <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, like, looking at the Jets, they come out. I'll be honest, the first five minutes of the game didn't seem too, too bad. But, um, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, that first period was rough to watch. Um, obviously, the, uh, the the Ducks, you know, eventually scored the first goal. And things are not looking good for the Jets. Luckily, Kyle Connor able to come out, uh, put one home on the power play. Um, man, I gotta say, one of the I was really surprised to hear on the broadcast the uh, the Ducks have uh, you know the second worst PK in the league, and I'm sitting here going, the Jets power play hasn't been that great recently. You gotta hope that maybe maybe they can you know push it through on this uh, very movable object, and luckily. The, uh, the Jets did end up putting it back. Um, 
great game by Kyle Connor. Honestly, like uh, he was easily my star of the game. Uh, you know, when a guy gets a hat trick, what what can you say, right? Well, here's my question for you. That first goal, did you think that was going to go under review? I I definitely, I mean, based on the way the league has been going, yeah, I expected there to be some sort of uh, review on it. But I think I think the Ducks made the right move to to just like let it go because like if you watch that like PLD he gets absolutely pushed into the slot there pushed over into Gibson the only thing that I could I was gonna say there's like a second and a half there where I he could have moved I think he could have moved oh oh absolutely but in I mean you've seen some of the goals that have been called back or that have been uh allowed this year like it I don't know goalie interference is is such a you know it depends on what day what week it is what moon cycle it is it's never going to be consistent and um, the one thing that I was I was actually like looking at that goal. The one thing I was uh, concerned about was uh, it kind of looks like PLD kind of like almost slashes Gibson as he's trying to like whack the puck out of the air kind of thing. And so I was like, maybe that can be the call. But if it's just based on PLD being in in like You're like in the in crease Gibson's, or whatever, yeah, yeah. Like I would say that that's purely just a like you know he got pushed in by I think it was like Benoit or whoever whoever's playing D for the Ducks nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, literally. I don't don't ask me. Not Jamie Drysdale. That's all I can tell you. But yeah, no, that Cal Connor, the second goal I thought was nice too. And that third goal, like man, oh man, it was just like you knew and it was coming. You felt it. The energy was good, and it was like there it is. Because if anyone needs a hat trick, it's that guy. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad to see it. Like after the start of the season that he had, it was it was really really tough to you know every single game it just looked like he's you know he's getting like seven shots a game and the guy just cannot score uh obviously he finally got a goal you know a couple of games ago but then seeing him really break through with you know the hat trick today uh and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a uh you know the, the <laughs> a connor shifley wheeler empty netter yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah like it wasn't it wasn't an empty netter like that was uh, a hard fought uh all three of those goals were like legit good goals um, oh, for sure, yeah. And it was just so great, just kind of the way, the trajectory of that third period, right, where it's like he got that goal. It's like, oh, my gosh, Cal Connor's on Hattie Watch. You're fired up, and they didn't even finish announcing when Trevor Zegers comes in and scores an absolute beauty of a goal. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, we, we thought it was maybe going to go to overtime. And we're like, oh, my gosh, buy us some more time to figure out this whole streaming thing. <laughs> um, but then, you know, Zegers comes, er, Connor scores, Zegers scores, and you're like, oh, my goodness, now we're back to square one. And it was just like the energy was there, and, oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. I'll, I'll tell you guys for free. Brady and I were already jumping on a call at that point in the game, and Brady's stream was a little bit behind mine, so I started freaking out <laughs> before he did, and he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I uh, I could tell something was coming, but uh, <laughs> I love I love getting um, getting the game spoiled by uh, by streams being a little slow, but it is what it is. You can only you know do with what you got. So other than the hat trick, how did you feel about the play of that? Well, I want to say that first line. There was so much line juggling tonight. That was just like the odd shift here, there, everywhere with all kinds. I'm pretty sure Sam Gagne played on all four of the lines. And if not, the one line he didn't play on was the one line that I hate and I would like to break up. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what what did you think of Cal Connor and Mark Shifley? Um, Literally, who even is the third on that line right now? Was Uh, On the Shifley? Yeah. It, it was Gagne. It was Gagne. Time. Okay. So, um, I know that. Uh, no, no, that was the second lineman line and jumped up to. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was mostly only uh, Gagne who played there. And honestly, like throughout the game, uh, besides the goals, I thought that the first line played kind of meh. Like 
it, it seemed yeah. like they had a lot of trouble uh breaking out of the zone especially with like control like a lot of a lot of it was like dumping the puck out uh you know boards and out you know chips uh, up the middle of the ice and uh you know doing whatever you can to get out and also it seemed like they were a little disengaged in you know the defensive zone but hey that's Mark Shifley and Cal Connor for you, but uh, but man, uh, Gagne had a had a great game. Like I, I thought he, um, you know, we, we've as Jets fans been kind of clamoring for him to you know join that top line, um, you know where Mason Appleton's been kind of playing uh, prior to his injury, and I can see why everyone has has been yelling for it. Like it, it actually seems like Gagne has a bit of an offensive touch. I think it was was it the second or third goal. Um, the Jets had there where, you know, there's a really nice play in behind the net. Um, and that's just a play that you don't really, I don't really see Mason Appleton making as much. And so no, for sure. Yeah. I thought it like, was a welcome addition. Sure. Absolutely. And Brady and I have always been, you know, big vouchers for the pairings. We're, we're big pairings people on forward lines, you know, like it's okay to have two guys and guy as kind of, you know, you have your pairing and you have your guy. And a lot of people are like, oh, Mason Appleton is pretty good because Mark Shifley, you know, keeps scoring. And it's like, I don't know if that's how that works. Like, I don't think it necessarily means that he's, you know, inherently playing well. Um, but to me, Sam Gagne, at least for the time being, could be a fine guy with that pairing if they're so committed to running those two guys, which I mean, maybe that's a story for another day. I'm still not sure I love it, but we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm okay. If, if Kyle Connor can start firing on all cylinders and start putting some pucks in the net, like I'm happy to give it more of a chance. It's been a rough start to the season for him as far as actually putting pucks in the goal. Uh, but, you know, if he's ready to start shooting and start scoring, then I'm happy to give it some time because if Shifley's going to be hot too then we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm. yeah and especially with like all the injuries that they're having right now like you see guys coming into the lineup uh like Mikey Asimont and like you know Mikey Asimont's a a guy you know uh I I thought he did perfectly fine in his kind of third line fourth line role even though he didn't really get much time on the third line um (laughs) it's at least good to see that he's you know a guy you can just kind of plug in on those bottom lines and he can be an energy guy and come in totally um, and a cap efficient yes. energy guy, right? Like the last thing you want to do is you tie up guys. It's that that's what the AHL is for, right? Is bringing in guys who can slot into your lineup in those lower, you know, capacity roles and actually contribute a little bit. And like you said, I don't know what was with the line switching at the beginning. I don't know why they even started him there if he was just going to play like, you know, fifty five minutes on the fourth line. Like, pardon me, like of, of the game distribution. Like, okay, I guess, but why did you even start him up there? I don't really know what that was about, but whatever. <laughs> I, I think I think he had. Uh, it seemed like there was. I think there was some. Sort of giveaway that happened, and then he just kind of immediately got bumped down. That was one of the things I didn't really love about. To, to like, I felt like there was a lot of. Um, I felt it felt like bonus was really kind of, uh, you know, grasping at straws to move the guys around. Like honestly, it, this game, like you know, we're sitting here all, all happy because you know our our guy Kyle Connor got his hat trick, and uh, you know the Jets come out with a W. But like th- this was against an Anaheim Ducks team that will be in the for Connor Bedard like they're as a team the Jets like you know that is fighting for top of the central which I think they actually are top of the central now so uh, unless <laughs> unless, da- unless Dallas won their game tonight I'm not too sure but um uh but yeah so like I, I, I Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I think it's the kind of thing, like, I am of always two minds, right, where it's like, one, they're all professionals, every team beats every team on any given night, like, it is what it is, but also at the same time, like, yeah, like, the Cal Connor goals, until a couple of those, you know, at the end there, like, I was prepared to come into this game, like, come into this post game show here, right, and talk about 
what I didn't really like. Because there, there was a lot to not like in that game as well, right? But it's also, like, in the grand scheme of things, when you play 82 games, like, one stinker is one stinker. The Jets have played a lot of stinkers this year, even when they've won. Um, but if you have to play a stinker and even though the other team or the rest of the players, pardon me, don't look that good and you have a guy like Cal Connor who gets the momentum he needs, I'll take it. Like, that's fine. I'm happy with that. But there was a lot I didn't love, too. Yeah, um, I, I I now have reconnected with the thought I was having. Like, the Jets the Jets should have, uh, like, smoked that team. Like, they should have absolutely taken it to them. Like, the second period was actually, like, kind of you got to see the Jets get a little mo- momentum and a little bit of pep in their step. And that actually seemed to be kind of like, you know, that should have been the entire game. The first yeah. period was really sloppy, like, mm-hmm. really bad. The, you know, the third period was fine it seemed like both teams were just kind of playing you know to get at least a point and then and you know if they they'll take their chances when they get it so i don't know like that that that's a, a game where i look at and i'm just like not you know particularly happy i'm glad we came out with the w of course you know we're going to be cynical jets fans and and you know harp on the team even though they win but like they should have won this game like this yeah. is this should be a scheduled win for the team it should be in like no difficulties you shouldn't be almost matched in shots uh in a yeah. game like this like and i would say sure. anaheim severely outplayed them in the first 20 like it oh, wasn't absolutely. even just that it was even up like i think the jets were much worse absolutely the jets kind of sat back and you know there was kind of these like little bits of um what's it called like little bits of excuses on the broadcast i i heard and it was stuff like you know oh they they've been resting for for three days they haven't played since sunday so you know they you know they, they might be a bit rusty like you're a professional hockey player. but then that should be on sunday for the last game they played they're gonna be like oh well they played last night so they must be tired like where are the excuses like at, at, at a certain point like i feel like you have to just call a spade a spade and it's like are they playing well or are they not because there are always going to be circumstances it's like when people say oh this team has injuries it's like whoa you're the only nhl team that has injured yeah. players nuts that's crazy that's crazy yeah Man, I really hope that uh, that Ehlers doesn't have to get surgery. That would be real, real, real shitty. Man, they miss him so much out there. Like, I was watching, like, you, you watch from a little bit of a different perspective when you know you're going to be having to talk about it after. And, like, you know, you always yeah. talk about a game afterwards. But if you're going to be jumping on, on YouTube and talking about a stream, which, if you're watching, please like and share. We'd love to connect with more people over this stream. Uh, but if you know you're going to be talking about it with people, you you sort of watch from a little bit more of an analytical perspective, right? Um, and I was watching and you just, they struggle on those zone entries when Nikolai Ehlers isn't on the ice. And I know it's kind of a tired, you know, we're beating a dead horse on that because we've been saying that for years. But like on that um, second power play um, in that consecutive, purely Dubois drew two power plays back to back in the O zone. I think, or one was in the defensive zone. I don't know. Um, but one was an offensive zone penalty. And they had the face off like to John Gibson's left. And then they just had like a minute and a half of pure domination. Like it was a fantastic power play. Because they didn't have to come into the zone. When it's already in the zone and you can get that immediate possession, they're so much better. But when they come in and Mark Shifley is breaking up the ice and they have three guys waiting on the blue line just to, you know, stay on side, it takes them forever to get set up properly because they're just, it's sloppy without him. How how many times this year have we seen the Jets, like, you know, lose the face off on the, on the power play, the puck gets dumped out, uh, Morrissey goes back, grabs the puck, gives it to someone else, they get stopped up at the blue line. He gets dumped back into their own zone. They try again. It just, it, it's, it's. I think easily been one of the 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 biggest reasons why the Jets' power play has been so lackluster. And even in past years, when like, 
um, you know, when, when Ehlers hasn't been on that, that top PP, like the biggest issue they've had is breaking in and making sure that they can, you know, establish possession and, and get the shots on and, uh, you know, actually have a, a, you know, a productive power play. But it seems like, um, boy, oh boy, they are really missing him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But I mean, any team missing their best player hurts, right? <laughs> so sure. I, I get it. No. But yeah, it, it's it's a rough one out there. Um, but the Jets are plagued by a couple other injuries right now. Hey, so this is the first game we've had without Mason Appleton, correct? He he left last game. Yeah. And then, and then- um, Dylan DeMello, uh, is that an injury? I it, it's yeah, almost. I, I believe so. it's got to yeah. be an injury. There's no way they scratched him for Calicapa no. Bianco. There's no way, <laughs> right? Right? No, no. I think I'm pretty sure there's something. He's at least taking some sort of maintenance. And hey, if you're gonna take a game off, uh, the Ducks is you know one of the best teams to not have to have one of your better uh, defensive players uh, available for you. Totally. Um, I'm I'm glad you did bring him up though because I I, I did want to talk about you know the de- the defense. Um, I'm sure we'll get into uh, a notable um, person who was excluded on the defense, <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll wait on that. We'll talk more about the game first. Um, but uh, I thought that you know the, one of the things that has been you know core to the the Jets' defense is they've had their kind of top two pairs, and then you've kind of had Dylan DeMello playing babysitter with either <laughs> Logan Stanley uh, or Dylan Sandberg, and so of course with with Dylan DeMello out tonight. Uh, you kind of got a chance to see, uh, you know, what, um, you know, Dylan Sandberg would look like when he's not necessarily uh, tied to, you know, someone to keep him afloat. And I really thought that he had like a fantastic game, like easily one of his best of the season. He was contributing uh, offensively with um, like like actual good shots. Uh, he seemed to contain the puck and play defensively well. He had a lot of good, uh, you know, tape to tape passes on the breakouts, which you know, very important little things. Um, I thought he had a great game and uh, you know, Cal Capo Bianco, he was there. He was a guy. Uh, he's kind of slow. Um, yeah. There was one there's... part at the very beginning of the game. I, I was writing some stuff down and I was planning on taking some notes and whatnot. And um, there was a play um, when Capo Bianco was and, and Samberg on the ice. Right. And, and Pierre-Luc Dubois is down. He's kind of on the, the half wall there and there's a weird exchange and Kappa Bianca makes a bit of a pinch anyways besides the point Dylan Sandberg has to come back and defend as like a one-on-one and holy smokes he just it was a very well positioned defensive play like if that was Neil Pionk I think he would have somehow drawn three penalties like it was a really (laughs) nice like very clean very calm and collected like Dylan Sandberg was on his toes and was not expecting to have to run back and play defense on that play but it was really fantastic and I think that partially almost I want to say set the tone for the game like he was very good like it was a small sample before that he was whatever fine before that but I think that was a really nice play and he just continued to play well after that and when the Jets were able to you know get possession and maintain it a little bit um he you know had some decent shots and stuff like that and everyone knows how much I hate defensive point shots but he had some (laughs) some decent movement up there too so I thought it was an all-around good game I know when people talk about Dylan Sandberg they often talk about perhaps a little bit of lack of offensive talent. Um, or I, I don't necessarily believe that. I think people just, you know, if someone's good at defense, they're bad at offense. And if someone's good at offense, they're bad at defense. And people just think that, which is not true. So I think that's and why he size, gets too. Yeah. If he's big, that means he's good at defense. That's how that works, right? Yeah. Or, anyways, yeah, we're not, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I Can't thought that size. he had a great game. And you always, you're always happy when your young guys have a good game, right? You're never rooting against one of your own players, so. 
what did you uh what did you think of uh of neil pionk's game i, I gotta ask you because that was one where i uh, I, I thought Jay, like morrissey had a great game i thought um but uh, i would i'm curious to hear your opinion on pionk what did you think listen <laughs> i think neil pionk's just having a little bit of a rough year like today, today's game to me was not an outlier in any capacity he just didn't look great but he also hasn't looked great in a little bit i am struggling with him as of late what did you think um i i wanted to be clear that i i, I think that um what pionk brings to the table for the jets is something that i think the jets need which is a, a defenseman who can play offensively can uh you know when given the space take it up the ice um, but it's also just like one of those things where you do have to, you know, you got to be honest uh, on both sides of things. Uh, I thought he's been kind of like pretty meh defensively. Like, I feel like he's had, he had a lot of turnovers tonight. That was one of the things that like going back to the sloppy, the sloppiness of the start of the game, like it felt like everything was just a turnover and, and Neil Pionk included. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that he had a, a, a fine game. Like it was okay. Uh, I thought he contributed, you know, pretty well offensively, but at the same time, it's like the, he did have some pretty rough turnovers, unfortunately. But, um, but other than that, like I, I would say he that was a t- uh, okay game on his behalf. Like he's a guy who I think the Jets need to be, you know, constantly one of their better D men. And I think this year he's, you know, he's been good. He's been putting points up, and and you know it, that's not, you know, that's not invalid. Like that's not not valuable. It, it definitely is, and um, he is contributing offensively, which again. The Jets definitely need, but I think that, you know, there is some some things that can be desired on the defensive side of, of his game. And, you know, when, when he's playing with Morrissey, they're both kind of these, uh, they're both kind of rovers. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of times where you see one of them rushing up the ice and, uh, you know, maybe it's just the, you know, the, the blueprint that Bonus has set out for the team hasn't really been, you know, fully hammered down. But, you know, you're not really seeing necessarily... Uh, always uh, one of the forwards covering for um, one or both of the guys who are up in the rush, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's the kind of thing where I I, I make everything about Billy Hanala. For those of you listening, for you, if you don't know me personally, I, like, it's like, I, I don't even know. I can't go, like, more than, like, 20 minutes without talking about Billy Hanala. Like, I just, like, it's like Katie Heron and Mean Girls. It's like I spent my entire life talking about Regina George, and when I didn't talk about her, I was wishing someone else would bring her up. That's literally me with Billy Hanala. Neil Pionk is what people think Billy Hanala is. Like, it's just, like, a very, like, lots <laughs> of offensive talent, but, like, just also a lot of mistakes. And you're like, w- I why think, did you do that? <laughs> I, I think I think that people worry that Billy will be, will have the blemishes that Pionk has, and therefore they're not willing to, to really give him uh, the benefit of the doubt. Um I, so I, I do somewhat agree with what you're saying in regards to the whole, like, Vili is what, what or it is Pionk, is what people, or I can't, <laughs> whatever you're trying to say, Jesus. Um, yeah, I thought that that was a very, very interesting, uh, I guess we're going to get into it, a very interesting um, scratch for, for On Finnish Especially- King Night. You scratch the <laughs> Finnish king after calling him up in the morning. You can see, for those of you not watching, I'm going to have my jersey of the day pinned up behind me. I have my Patrick Line jersey right now because tonight was Finnish king night. Uh, Jets are wearing the reverse retros, honored two fantastic Winnipeg Jets 1.0 players, and they scratched their Finnish king. 
it's it, the like the thing that sucks the most about it is like people always we always have we always have to try and make sense of it right we always have to try and figure out what the reason is and uh you know i don't know if this was necessarily something that bonus said it was just definitely something i saw scott billick tweeting about um but saying things like you know like capo bianco plays you know the pk um whereas billy doesn't and that isn't like at all the truth because uh <laughs> i think I think it was uh, Brian Johnson, one of our, our former uh, uh, Jet-centric guys, had tweeted out that Kyle Capobianco has played a total of six seconds on the PK, whereas, like, Villy has been killing penalties in the AHL for <laughs> at least this season, maybe not, if not seasons prior. Um, and also tonight, you know, the Jets had some penalties, and Kyle Capobianco did not play a single second on the PK. So like I, I like you know maybe I'm getting mad at, at the wrong person here, uh because I I actually don't know if Bonus said this, um or and if it was just like a, you know a Scott Billick tweet but like <laughs> what like I, I I get I get we're all trying to figure it out but never in my this year you know with all the changes coming to the team that everyone was saying oh you know things are gonna change oh Rick Bonus had Miro Heiskin and maybe he'll be treating Billy Hanola kind of similarly uh you know uh, to him. Um, and never, never in, uh, in, in my days did I expect to ha- see, uh, Vili Hanola scratched for Kyle Capobianco. Like I, I, I tweeted this out earlier. I get it. I get it. If you have Kyle Capobianco playing games over Vili while Vili's in the AHL, because you know, the whole asset management thing, the whole blah, 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 blah. He's got to round out his game, this and that. But once he's called up to the NHL, like we cannot have this man sitting in the press box. We just can't do it. Like, I, I, and again, maybe our frustrations are all going to be uh, totally fine when next game, if he plays, um, you know, maybe they just wanted to get, get him in a couple practices before uh, like actually, you know, playing him, but like him and him and Dylan Sandberg have played together for like years in AHL. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. No. I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand um again it's only one game right now and he literally got called up this morning so you know we could be just you know yelling into the void for no reason you know next totally. game we could play but <laughs> uh hey it, the time is now so um yeah. the guy's gotta play the guy's gotta play at some point right yeah absolutely and i also just think i don't know like yeah they, they call him up it is what it is like i i love when i get the nhl jets pr notifications and it's like Mason Appleton has been put on IR, so we're calling up a defenseman. I'm like, nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, you know, a practice this morning, like, maybe he didn't know he was called up until 10 a.m. and it's like, whatever. But, you know, maybe first game of the season, they're like, we want to give him some time before we do so. But I also just think the irony of tonight being the Teppo and Timu night, like, you know, honoring those guys. I will say, side note, bringing in Sacramento Linen to do the face-off, chef's kiss, brilliant. So glad they did that. I love it. I I. I- loved it but also it was very very funny to me to be like i don't know just have like i i get he is the only finnish guy that the jets have currently other than europeans so (laughs) um but like i don't know there's something very funny about having your like fourth line guy who you just like just signed uh (laughs) coming in and doing like a ceremonial photo but at the the same time it's like like, team of salani's like best buddy like it's like it's 
yeah, like, yeah. maybe it's a little odd, but it, it is funny. The only Finnish guy, yeah, because it's like you know that if it, like they had like a different Finnish guy, it would probably not have been Metalinen. But it's like you know what? I think it's cute. I love it. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> in a, in an alternate universe, uh, Vili Hanola played that game and was in that photo. Don't <laughs> just imagine the way I was like, <laughs> what if, what if? Because that would have been oh, so amazing. Ugh. But yeah, uh, it is what it is. But it was a nice, uh, the ceremony tonight was great. Like the last couple of days of having those two guys in town has been amazing. The content has been great from the team. Like I love like honoring old players. Like I, I think it's, it's amazing. And I also think both of those guys are great guys. So I think it's been, it's been fun. It was nice to have them in the house tonight. It was nice to get a win for them in the house tonight. So it was great. Hell yeah. It was a good game. You know, it, it was, it was a little frustrating, but uh, in the end you can't complain about two points on the board. And uh, I think uh, someone in the chat mentioned earlier, we are still technically behind Dallas because I think oh. they won their game tonight. Oh, okay. um, and we're still one point back, but I think we still have two games in hand. So. Well, and there's it's, uh, the game over curse. So now the Jets are obviously going to start to suck because why wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be good. They have a next game's a matinee on Saturday, right? Uh, no, uh, Matt, no, it's an evening game. It's an evening so game? I think oh, it, yeah, it, yeah it's, a, it's at seven because I think the Moose play at like. Um, Moose play at like two or something like that. Oh man, like, one of those. Watch, one so. of these days, I'm gonna have to do one of those back to backs. The Moose game, the home and home with the Moose and the Jets, and then just stay at Canada Life Center all day. Yeah, <laughs> stay hide, hide in there like it's uh, like you're going to see two movie theaters for only pay- or uh, <laughs> Jesus, you're going to see two movies at the movie theater after only paying for one. I really can't talk today. Wow. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I, see, I, I get what you're saying. I get, I get the drift, you know, but no, it was good. Did you have any other like overarching thoughts you wanted to talk about from tonight's game? Like anything going into the next one that you're thinking that, you know, you know, obviously Kyle Connor's momentum want to feed off of that. Um, mm-hmm. Get Villanueva um, in for the love of God. <laughs> my, not really. I mean, the only thing I can really think of is I, I, since the start of the season, I haven't been that impressed with the second line. Um, wow. You know, I, th- I think that I PLD's, that. I think PLD's been, you know, great. He's shown, you know, after the whole offseason uh, <laughs> debacle, uh, he's shown that he actually is, you know, in it to in it to win it. He's actually here to play. He's got some, uh, you know, he's still got the passion in him, um, which is fantastic to see. You know, I'm glad we didn't get, you know, the shift again from him. <laughs> but like, um, but the rest of that line, like, you know, I, I've, as much as I love Cole Perfetti, like he's been a little bit, you know, he's been a little bit lackluster this year. He hasn't he's been getting too, too many small. points. Just kidding. I'm no, kidding, he's I'm not kidding, too I'm small. Kidding, I'm I, kidding, just, I'm kidding, I just think, <laughs> I just think that he's not being utilized. If 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 you're if you know me, if if you've spoken to me about you know the the lineup structure, you probably would have heard me say that I think that the way that they have, um, you know, the two, you know, even going back to the start when Ehlers was healthy, um, those top two lines need some sort of winger uh adjustment like I, I it just doesn't make sense to me to have kyle connor and you know at the time nick ehlers on one line both two shooting scoring wingers uh and then having uh both perfetti and wheeler both guys who are playmakers um playmaking wingers playing on the same line like you should be you know having shooters with passers and you should be having you know passers with shooters and not just passers with passers and shooters with shooters you know absolutely so like honestly if uh, I what I would love to see is to see you know a Perfetti you know kind of bumped up to that top line to play with, um you know Kyle Connor and uh, and Mark Shifley because you know both of them you know now that you know Kyle Connor is actually you know getting the luck and he's putting it to the back of the net, um like those are two really good scorers and if you put you know a playmaking guy with them again as you're saying you know have your two guys your dynamic duo with a third guy who can just be complimentary. Um, 
that just kind of feels like the perfect third guy on that line, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, like, we do believe in Cole Perfetti's ability to become a superstar eventually, but obviously he's not quite there yet just due to the nature of the sample we've had in the NHL so far. So for the time being, make him guy on that. You know, you have your pairing on the first line. Make him guy. Make him the extra one. And I totally agree. Um, when it comes to elite skilled wingers and, and centers, I'll try any combination once, right? Like, throw a couple guys together you know, chuck it to the wall, see if it sticks kind of thing. But we've had quite a few games now of Perfetti Duwall Wheeler, and I still don't like it. I'm done with the experiment. Let's move it around. Can we bring Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor back together, please? Like, I think that would yeah. be probably the play to make. Obviously, things are going to look different until we can get Nicolette Euler's back. Get well soon, sweet prince. But um, I'm just, <laughs> that second line hasn't impressed me. Blake Wheeler hasn't really impressed me. Last game was better, obviously. Um, but there's something kind of off about him and Cole Perfetti. Yeah, like you said, Dubois has been fine. Dubois has been Dubois. He is the player that he is. Like, he's a pretty sure quantity when he's playing well. Um, and I think he's been playing pretty well. So happy again, like you said, the drama from the offseason seems to have kind of taken a backseat for now, which is great. But yeah, hopefully next game we can try something new or see if we can just get Kyle Connor to, to keep firing and see if it works. Yeah. Hopefully, and you know, it should be a, a much better test uh, against the Penguins than you know the Ducks. Um, my, you know, my final thought on the game, I guess I'll give because we're probably uh, getting close to time. Um, I was really hoping to see this as kind of a statement game from the Jets. Um, I was really hoping to see them come out and really put you know foot you know to the pedal uh, and you know pedal to the metal and absolutely throttle the the Ducks at least chances wise, like I, I was hoping to see a, a recreation of the Dallas stars game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you know, the, the, the chemistry get all, gets all messed up when you have injuries and this and that. So I can forgive uh, things not being perfect, being a little sloppy um, as long as it doesn't stay that way. So Absolutely. that would be my, my final thought going into, into Saturday. Hopefully they can figure it out. Um, and and get the bodies where they need to be, get the chemistry rolling, and uh, you know tighten up their game because it, I would say today's game is not the uh, in quotes uh, bonus uh, blueprint. Um, Come on, but but hey, that's the Jets, baby. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> Winnipeg just hockey experience it. But yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. A lot of nerves coming into this first one, our first one, you know, <laughs> went through, didn't, my phone didn't light up too much with tech issues from the SDPN team, so you know what, I'll take that as a win in my books, but uh, we'll be back after every game chatting with you guys, you know, we might have some guests, we might be with each other, we might be on our own, who knows, it'll be a mixed bag of, of content from, from Brady and myself, so um, we'll be, you know, on Twitter if it survives past this evening, not really sure what's going on there, um, and we'll be chatting about Jets hockey regularly, so thank you so much for joining us, we really appreciate it, it was great to connect with you all and we'll see you on saturday have a good one